Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast in a Pear Tree. I am Aaron Lee. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danielle. And tonight we're going to be reviewing Amazon Prime's Candy Cane Lane, starring mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross. But before we get into that, as we always do, we talk about some of the other things we've been watching. So what have you two been watching? Tell me about it. I watched a lot of things, so I think I'm going to choose to just mention the movie Christmas on Cherry Lane, since we're talking about another film about Elaine. So did you ever watch the TV show This Is Us? I've seen episodes of it, but I haven't seen the whole thing. I wasn't hardcore into it either. Okay, well... I was. So (laughs) I think that there's a lot of these source material interpretation films this season. It's like, oh, it's based off of this. And I had no idea that it would be similar to the This Is Us thing where it's like happening at three different time periods. Yeah, I didn't get that from the preview either, but I really liked it. It was the same house in three different times. It was 1973, 1998, and 2023. Wow, good memory, Aaron Lee. They're different families in the house. Because in This Is Us, it's like one family, different time periods. So this is a little different in that it's the same house. But there's also these additional layers of connection. And then it gets a little richer towards the end when you realize there's a really cool one. I don't want to spoil it. Um, yeah, but- I totally agree. I was at the misfortune with this one of not having a full time to sit down and watch it. I had to watch it in three segments. And so I was kind of at a loss because literally you're like picking up a connection, which is possibly just somebody's name being mentioned. And I was like, wait a minute, do I remember that from yesterday when I was watching this movie? So I do recommend if you want to watch this one, uh, block out two hours and sit down and watch it in one chunk. (laughs) Don't watch it in pieces because there's little pieces that you have to pick up and remember throughout the movie. That's very true. I think it's very complicated to try to describe because the storyline in each is very unique and different, um, but it still gives you that This Is Us vibes. Warm feeling inside, and you just, when you realize the connections between, it's very It did. Very I had a little tear at the end. Even watching it in three segments, I had a little tear. So, Samantha, yes. check that one out. I will check that one out, because I like things like that. I like things that go to different eras and time periods. You know, I'm a fan of Back to the Future type of stuff, but I like this sort of format as well. And one of the things I really liked is that they featured Hallmark's keepsake ornaments, but they featured 1973 keepsake ornaments, and they featured 1998 keepsake ornaments. I didn't notice any 2023 keepsake ornaments, but I'm sure they're in there if we look hard enough. Oh, I love that. I really liked that. That was touching. That was fun. Since tonight we're on Amazon Prime, we're outside of our realm. Um, We haven't done a Netflix this year, but Netflix did put out a really fun Christmas movie called Family Switch. This stars Ed Helms and Jennifer Garner, and it's a body switching movie like 17 Again or 13 Going on 30 or Freaky Friday. Friday. But instead of just two people switching, the entire family is switching. So the mom switches with the daughter, the dad switches with the son. The baby switches with the dog, which was really, really fun. It's not a new story. It's a story we've seen 50 times, but they added fun elements to it to make it really entertaining. I want to call out the German dog trainer who ends up babysitting the baby dog switched pair and is very confused as to why the baby is acting like a dog and the dog is acting like a baby. (laughs) That was really, really funny. Does the baby bark? 
No, the baby lays catch. Uh, not catch. I'm sorry. Oh. Fetch. The baby fetch. plays fetch, and the dog literally sits on the baby's little potty and <laughs> and, and does its business in the potty. That's cute. It was really fun. Did you think this was a good choice for Jennifer Garner? Yeah. Yes, it was. I mean, she did 13 going on 30. She's not new to the genre. One of the things that I also liked about this is they did acknowledge that this is definitely a genre type of thing. And they made references to other body switching movies. As long as you acknowledge it in your movie and you do this with a little tongue in cheek, I'm cool with you repeating something that I've seen before. Interesting. I'm just trying to picture when you said Ed Helms and Jennifer Gardner, that's an interesting combo. It made sense? Yes. Yeah, it really did. So was it really Christmassy or did it just take place at Christmas? It pretty much just took place at Christmas. They did try and push the Christmas into it because they're trying to take their family Christmas photo and that kind of thing. Also, Rita Moreno was in it. Ah, what? I know. Yes, she's in it. I did not feel they used Rita Moreno to her full potential. I'm like, if you're going to get Rita Moreno, get and use Rita Moreno. So true. <laughs> it's like Santa boot camp is a standard for Rita Moreno use in a movie. Yeah. Why not? She was great. She was great in Santa boot camp. I know. We still talk about that one. I feel like that one will live on when our hearts. Samantha, did you watch another film? I watched, what is it called? The Christmas, the Cowboy Christmas Romance. (laughs) From Lifetime with the scene. Oh, Oh, yes. Let's talk about the the scene. scene. So like the scene (laughs) Lifetime has been promoting that it's the first time they've ever had a sex scene in a Christmas film. I mean, I think it was just for people to watch it. Yeah, that was like they were trying to get people to watch this movie. It was not a sex scene. It was more like a wake up after sex scene. Yeah, it was like an implied sex in the barn scene. There was not (laughs) rolling around in the hay. No. He took his shirt off. He went, he got a cot, he put it down, he picked her up and then cut to the next morning. Yeah, I mean, I give it to him. He was pretty buff, but that's about it. (laughs) I will say this. I'm so glad they went to the barn because they started in the living room and it looked like he was going to swipe all the papers off the desk except he was going to swipe everything off the sideboard and there were lit candles on that sideboard that was a fire hazard get to the barn that would have burned on the ranch that would have been a very different film and probably better Maybe oh, he should oh, oh. it was not good folks it, it was, was really not. the non-sex yeah. scene is not worth it he may have been buff, but the buffest man in the it. world could not have saved this film. Well, and this is also another film that you could argue, is this even a Christmas film? It just kind of takes place at Christmas in Arizona. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. If you take the Christmas element out of it, it could have been a film that Lifetime could have shown any time of year. Yeah. Yeah, we see a lot of those. Yeah, and it features something that I'm not a huge fan of, which is Hot Christmas. I don't really like that. No, because they're in Arizona. Arizona, Which is funny because when they first said the name of the town, it's like two two back Arizona. And I was like, two back. Yep. Is that like a play on Tucson? But it's actually a real place just south of Tucson. Oh my goodness. We, we do the research for you, folks. We, we find out is it a real place? Is it not a real place? Is the newborn soccer club a real soccer club? No, it's just named no, it after not. babies. 
Right. It's babies. Babies playing soccer. Well, we kept laughing at our house because we're like, what did they call it? Tupon? Like Tucson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But then no, I did no. look it up and it's a real place. Even the, the inn that she pulls up to in the beginning, that's also a real place. So you could stay there if you want. Um, but anyhow, pass. pass on the movie, pass on the inn, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let's get to tonight's movie, Candy Cane Lane, starring Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross. I'm going to give us a quick rundown here, and then we're just going to dive right into it. This is like a fallen angel story or a fallen elf story, if you will. One of Santa's elves, Pepper, has been banished from the North Pole for putting too many people on the naughty list. Eddie Murphy plays Chris Carver, who is a suburban dad in El Segundo, California. So a hot Christmas again, Samantha. Sorry. It's okay. It's not that far from my house, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Hot Christmas is okay if it's near Samantha's house. That's true. Anyway, Eddie Murphy plays Chris Carver, who's a dad in El Segundo, and he has recently been laid off from his job. So he's desperate to win a $100,000 prize for the Candy Cane Lane Holiday House Decorating Competition. So he ends up meeting this fallen elf named Pepper, and she sells him a giant 12 days of Christmas Christmas tree. But the next day, all of the characters from the song come come to life and attack. Like literally six geese a are flying overhead, shooting eggs out of their hindquarters. They're laying while in flight. I didn't know geese could do that. <laughs> but to be fair, it did work. Their house ended up being very impressive. I, I, yeah, that was a big, it was a big 12 days of Christmas, Christmas tree, y'all. It was taller than their two-story home. It was gigantic. Yes. It was, it was so, so bright. Crazy. You could see it from space. It was crazy <laughs> how Eddie Murphy was able to get the container it came in. It was gigantic off his car, like by himself. Oh, yeah. I was like, how in the hell did he do that? It was insane. <laughs> anyway, so it turns out that Pepper has actually cursed the family. And unless Chris and the kids and the wife can collect the five golden rings, which are the only inanimate objects in the song, and give them to Pepper before 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve, Chris is going to turn into a creepy little figurine in a not-quite-Department 56 holiday village. So that's the story. I'll start. I try my best to watch these movies twice. Once just to see if I like it, just to really have fun, and once to kind of dig into it. I watched this movie the first time, and dare I say, I felt violated. I didn't know what I had seen. I was so very, very confused. The birds were flying. The things became a lot. It was overload. I was overloaded. On second viewing, I was like, okay, wait a minute. It's kind of cute. I can see how maybe kids would like the wackiness of it, but it was insanity. What did you guys think? I thought the same. I was completely overwhelmed with everything that was happening. There was so much going on. When he gets to that toy shop, all of a sudden, I was like, okay, what in the Beetlejuice is going on here? Exactly. Because, Why like, is the toy shop under a freeway? Which that, It's super creepy. Also, that area is right by LAX near El Segundo, which is featured in the film. One of my work colleagues said that the writer actually is from El Segundo, which... Yeah, I read read online that the writer based a lot of this on stories from their childhood. Well, and El Segundo does have a candy cane lane, like a real candy cane lane that you can visit at Christmas. 
And from what I hear, it's very impressive. I've never been. It is very impressive. And every filming location that they were driving through, that was downtown El Segundo. So it was another character in the film. I felt like they kept mentioning it like a million times. It really was. I mean, Candy Cane Lane is a character in this film. So anyways, Kringle's the toy shop that Pepper works at, that's underneath the 105 freeway, I'm convinced. I was like, why is the creepy Christmas shop under the freeway? And our introduction to Pepper, she's in the little elf band. She's got all these animatronic elves in a band and she's playing along with them. And I'm like, who are you fooling? We know you're not animatronic. I mean, what Emily, is you going don't, you on don't, with that? You don't shop for Christmas decorations like right next to LAX. <laughs> I'm not going next to LAX because of the traffic issues. I don't shop for Christmas decorations under the freeway overpass. <laughs> but he didn't have any other <laughs> options. Everywhere he went, they were all sold out of stuff. I did like that scene where he's going through the picked over shelves and then he gets to one aisle and it's already Valentine's Day. Because Target. who hasn't complained about that at some point? Who hasn't gone into Target in July and been like, where are the 4th of July decorations? Why do you have Halloween out? Or gone in in September and said, where is Halloween? Why do you have Christmas out already? Target, come on. Come on. I came into the film with a little bit of things I was looking forward to. I didn't even know about the film until Annie, you mentioned it. But then we were at the Peterson Automotive Museum and a car from the film was on display. And you're like, oh, this was in the movie. Oh, wow. And then that kind of intrigued me. I was like, oh, of course, the car is like a blip in the movie. <laughs> but it's there for a hot second, people. But it is a cool car and you will notice it. It's the peppermint. Mini Cooper. But then another one of our colleagues kind of let me know, hey, like, I know you watch Christmas movies. Did you see this movie? You know, it was really cool. And they pointed out the aspect about the figurines. And then I got confused. I was like, what? <laughs> there's, there's, there's animated figurines in this film? This sounds intriguing. And they're creepy. Like I said, this is not quite a Department 56 holiday village. If it was full on Department 56, I probably would have been fine with it because they're very nice looking. These ones were weird looking. And just for reference for everyone, the figurines are people who failed the challenge that Pepper had presented to them. She tricks them. They make a purchase. In the case of Eddie Murphy's character, Chris, he's like, oh, you sign here. And it's a really long receipt, right? You don't read the fine details. You just sign. Well, he was signing an agreement to do this challenge. And so if he doesn't do it by like five minutes to eight or something like that, then he turns into a figurine like them. So these figurines then want to help him because maybe if he does it, then they get to break the curse. So they're kind of this added thing, but they are animated in the film. It's this weird mix of this animation plus the real thing. And so a lot of fantasy. And then when they collect the rings, let's say it's a geese. When they take the ring, then they become a flat structure like it to go back into it, the tree yeah to go back into the tree which is very interesting concept <laughs> yes you're just like oh okay i think i'm catching on there is a whole boatload of crazy in this because at one point the son is trying to get the ring oh, off right. of a cow for the maids of yes, milking and right. the sadistic maid who's milking starts shooting him with milk and the that entire so bedroom <laughs> fills up with milk from this cow's udder and i was like what is going on on. <laughs> he succeeds though. He does succeed. So that's he gets good. gets that ring, man. He was dedicated. But I will say one of the highlights of the film for me personally was getting to see David Allen Greer as Santa. That was I was pretty not fun. expecting that. I was like, say what? Okay, Santa? 
I also really enjoyed Tracy Ellis Ross. I thought she mm, was spectacular yes, yes. in this. Yes. I thought she took a character that could have been kind of boring mom character, which we see all together way too much. And she just brought a little quirkiness and fun to it. Like when she was like, baby, can you make a lasso out of string lights? And Eddie Murphy's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I can make a oh, lasso yeah. out of string lights. She bought into it. Well, and she was equal to Eddie Murphy in this. Mm-hmm. Film. I didn't think she was secondary to Eddie Murphy, which no. could have happened. She was equally as good, if not better than Eddie Murphy, to be fair. Better. I don't know. I'm not sure if this was Eddie Murphy's best film in terms of not. how funny he can be. He can be really funny. This was not his best. Coming to America is flat out hysterical. And this was fine. What did you guys think? I mean, I thought that his house, what was wrong with the Matrix house? I thought the Matrix house was way cooler than all the other houses on the street. Oh, on the candy cane lane. The computer house. Got it. Yeah. I was like, I hated the inflatables. Eddie I Marcus hated Ross the inflatables. Fine. I am not a huge fan of inflatables. I think they look a little tacky. I'm sorry to say. I hate them. I, I do not them. like inflatables. I thought those were really beautiful decorations that he had. I thought it was a creative way to decorate your home. I thought it was tasteful and elegant, and I really enjoyed it. You mean the woodworking? The woodwork. They were all natural wood, beautiful nutcrackers. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought it was a beautiful house, and I was sorry that he was going to try and jazz it up. Well, even when he got that 12 Days of Christmas tree, I still felt the Matrix house was cooler than everyone's house. Well, yeah, but it's the Matrix. I'm like, was it really Christmas or did they just decorate the Matrix? I don't know, but it looked green and kind of cool. I don't know. I was kind of impressed with that. Here's my problem. Pepper is trying to get people who deserve to be on the naughty list. He doesn't really deserve to be on the naughty list. Even when he's in Kringle's talking to her, he's talking about the true meaning of Christmas and that it's about family and it's about, you know, fellowship. And and then he's like, oh, or if you want to go the religious angle, it's about other things. He doesn't say it's about commercialism. She goads him into that. And I'm like, Pepper, this this is not your mark, girl. Go find somebody who yeah. really doesn't get the meaning of Christmas. Just yeah. sell this man his tree and let him try and give his family a good Christmas with the hundred grand. He just got laid off. That's rough. Before <laughs> the holidays. Well, and she didn't know that he was trying to win this contest, did she? Or did she? I don't know. But she was like, Christmas is about money. Yeah, she deserved to be on the naughty list. He didn't. So what do we think of this movie, guys? Are we watching this again next year? One and done or runaway screaming? Don't even try it. For me, it's a one and done just because of the complexity. And I feel like it just loses me after a certain amount of time. Um, Although I did enjoy the initial watch. I thought it was crazy and something I've never seen before. And I enjoyed that part of it. Overall, I probably won't watch again, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a two and done because I watched it twice. I could not have talked intelligently about it if I'd only watched it once. So Samantha, only having watched it once, I applaud you for having this conversation because I could (laughs) not have done it. But I am not watching this again next year. I have spoken to some people who have kids that have watched it and the kids really do seem to like it. And I didn't see a lot of questionable material for kids. So if you want to watch it with your kids, I think that might be a good idea and your kids might get a kick out of it. But 
it was just too much for me. You know, since this is Amazon's main Christmas film that they've been heavily promoting, you can tell the production quality. They put a lot of money into it. So it's very high value and they got some great actors to be in the film. So that's awesome. And so for that reason, it is definitely worth a watch, but probably not worth a repeat watch intentionally. But if it's like happens to be there, fine. That's great. Oh, you'd keep it I on? Definitely. I, yeah, if I wouldn't. If it comes on the next year, you're going to keep it on in the background. Yeah, because it's very adventurous. I'm sure I'd catch something that I didn't notice before, some sort of detail that I wasn't paying attention to because there is a lot going on. And, you know, it did have a very cute ending. Of course, fairly predictable. Chris ends up owning the Kringle shop. So it's Chris's Kringle. Uh-huh. Well, it was cute. All the family. It's Chris, Carol, Holly. Joy, Nick and Holly. So all of their names are Christmas related. They're a very Christmassy family. Yeah. So this yes. one was definitely Christmassy, not just taking place at Christmas even though it was hot Christmas. It was Christmassy throughout. So I enjoyed that I, aspect yes, of it. Yes, it was Christmassy throughout. But is it a Christmas yes. classic? No. Not Probably sure. not, no. But it does have a high production value. I don't know if I had mentioned this uh, before and sorry to bring in a, a different film, but Disney had uh, Dashing Through the Snow, which had Ludacris. And I actually liked that film a little bit more than this one. Oh, so, is that available on Disney but, Plus? Yes. Is it this year or last year or... This new? year, it's the new, it's the, it was their film for this year, yeah. Oh, I should check that one out with Ludacris. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And also, I will just say, oh, Santa, I mean, David Allen Greer's Santa was cool, but I feel like they didn't get to really utilize him to they did extent. Not. Whereas in the other film, Santa like steals the show in the best way. And I'll just tease it. We have reindeer bodyguards. And it's pretty awesome. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Cute. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us here on Podcast in a Pear Tree. We really appreciate it. Please rate and follow, rate and follow. And find us where you find your podcasts. Bye-bye.